0: This is Cambridge Judge Business School's Online Knowledge Centre, with expert commentary, analysis and insights into the issues of the day.
1: Emotion Helping by Managers is the title of a paper by Professor Martin Kilduff and follows a study of a specific area of workplace manager-employee relationships, It centres on negative emotions and explores why managers help their subordinates with these emotions and how those employees respond. Both groups recognised the need to control negative emotions for the good of the organisation. However, managers who provide that emotional help felt it was over and above their role. Non-managers, on the other hand, defined that emotional support as part of the managerial function. Other findings included the belief by those being helped that no reciprocal commitment was required, whereas the managers, in taking on discretionary extra-role behaviour, did expect a return. So, was Professor Kilduff surprised by the outcomes?
0: I was surprised that there was such a discrepancy between the way that managers and the way that um, the the people they were helping perceived the help itself, because the managers thought they were being... self-described themselves as being instrumental. They were just doing it for the sake of the company or the sake of their careers, because they thought it was a good thing. Um, but they saw it as altruistic in the sense that it wasn't part of their job, whereas the uh, the employees very much saw these managers as just going about their, their work as they should do, helping solve problems. And so there was a, a discrepancy there. So that was surprising. And um, following from that, there was a surprise that The managers expected something back. They expected the people they helped to be committed to them personally, not necessarily the company, but them personally, whereas the employees resisted that and they didn't see any obligation to help the managers personally.
1: What was particularly interesting is that you found that employees tended to interpret managers' interventions as self-interested.
0: Yes, the employees were very aware of the fact that the managers' interventions... And some of these interventions were not asked for by the employees. Sometimes they were. Um, but the manager's interventions were instrumentally motivated. That's how they saw them. It was all about uh, improving productivity, making sure that problems were tackled and so on, whether those problems were emotional problems or other types of problems. So that's how the employees saw it. And they, uh, I wouldn't say they were cynical, but they were realistic.
1: They saw it as part of the managerial role. They saw
0: it as part of the managerial role, and they had no doubt about that at all. What was the manager's view of that? The managers saw themselves as going beyond the bounds of their work roles, and they seemed to have a rather narrow interpretation of what their jobs were, and that those jobs did not include intervening to help subordinates or anyone else solve their emotional problems, uh, whether they were asked or whether they intervened. So they thought they were being good guys, uh, but that they recognized that this was going to help them and help the company, but they didn't. They didn't see it as part of their work role at all. And that's, that was a major surprise. And what
1: did they expect back then from the employees?
0: Well, it varied, but a surprising number of the conversations we had with them revealed that they expected personal commitment from their guys to help them. Not the company, but personal commitment to them. And that's where they were liable to be disappointed. Um, they didn't expect the employees to help them with their emotional problems, And nor did the employees see that as an option because there is a hierarchical barrier. And these people were the bosses and, you know, you don't help your boss with private emotional problems. So that option was not open. The expectation from the managers was, well, they'll be repaid in some other more private way. And that's where it starts getting a little uh, worrying from the point of view of us as researchers, because if you are expecting repayment for emotional help, then it doesn't take too much of a stretch of the imagination to see patterns of dependency arising and people playing at amateur therapists and so on. And that could lead to problems in the long run. It's something we caution about in the paper.
1: This was one company in one country.
0: Mm -hmm. Can you see the same kind of results coming out of different cultures? Well, that's a good question. I mean, this more and more companies are emphasizing service and service with a smile. And so, and, and emotional labor, what's called emotional labor. So you come to work increasingly to, to work with other people or to interview people in ways that involve you being upbeat and leaving a good impression. And that's, in some cases, mainly what you are doing. And, and a lot of people around the world are engaged in that kind of work. You can think of air air stewardesses or people in restaurants, all kinds of service industries. So the pressure of the work, irrespective of whatever culture we're talking about, is likely to enforce the kinds of patterns we're seeing here, although they may differ from culture to culture. But everywhere in the world, emotional labor is very much what people in service organizations are expected to perform. And if they're not upbeat, then the managers are going to feel obliged to intervene.
1: This opens up whole new avenues, doesn't it? Different areas, doors can be opened from this particular piece of work.
0: I think that's right, yes. I mean, these patterns of behaviour haven't been explored before. We know that emotional labour is increasingly what people are expected to engage in in the workplace. But the specific downsides of that with respect to manager-subordinate relationships have not been explored. And so that's a topic that I and others, I think, will be looking at.
1: Martin Kilduff, thank you very much.
0: This programme was produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online broadcast series.